Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast is all about digging into big questions and tricky topics by honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at friendship, which is something I've now been mulling since we booked this podcast and it's a really fascinating subject so I'm looking forward to getting into that. I'm delighted to be chatting to Gemma Kearney, who producer C said, Gemma off the radio. It is Gemma off the radio, but that is actually just the tip of the iceberg. You're on the the breadth of the BBC, BBC Six Music and Radio 4. You have, the fashion style of thing always comes up, but actually that's quite a very small part of your life, isn't it? You've had Sony Awards for documentaries. You've been a South Bank artist in residence. You're an author. You've written and edited for The Guardian, Cosmopolitan, L. I mean, what a banging career already. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> it's so um, yeah. kind of like hotchpotch that sometimes it leaves me kind of in the middle of this universe and a bit tired and confused. But at the same time, I am very proud of many of the things that I've done. But uh, I, I, I'm yeah. probably at a stage now, having started my career when I was 23, where um, I'm exploring the radical idea of rest quite seriously <laughs> who knew who knew <laughs> i mean as a self-employed person who knew that maybe a nine to five would be really really lovely and just a salary <laughs> i mean yes and no there's some of us that can do it and some of us that i just don't know if we're made that way um no, i don't know but I, I love to work and I love to create and I love to explore and I love the kind of movement of life in terms of the way it changes. And um, I, 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 I've, I love my career. Yeah, it's been very full, <laughs> very full and very interesting. Do you, are you, how much in advance can you plan? Do you, are you looking months and weeks, months, years, decades in advance at your career? I'm much better at timelining now. Um, so I mentioned that I started my career young. I started at the BBC at 23 years old um, with a regular show, co-hosting The Breakfast Show with Trevor Nelson on BBC One Extra. Um, and it was a really wild ride. I feel like my whole 20s were being on this amazing roller coaster in this theme park of popular culture and show businessness and being young and in youth culture was really exhilarating. Um, And then I think my 30s have been a bit more about kind of synchronising with the world around me and like finding out really like what makes me tick as a as a woman and who I am and I, I think part of that has been timelining and I and I like to dream so I'll look at the whole of like next year probably from around now and just brainstorm as to the types of things that I would quite like to do whether it's go to certain places or lift some projects off the ground that perhaps have been just in the ether um for example I'm writing my book and I have been for far too long now and it's coming out next summer and I would I'm so excited to just have like one main one main offering let's say into Mm. the world to talk about (laughs) and that's what the whole of 2023 is about so I do I do I call it timelining because I just think it's quite fun to do and I think it's okay for it to move into different directions and it might not work out exactly as planned but I, I have noticed that when I dream dream kind of beyond the next day or beyond this kind of like fake hope of I, I want everything to be perfect but I want to stay creative and I want to stay growing then I find that it it, it kind of helps lead you on that particular path like I think it works. I don't want to use certain like co-opted words like manifestation or whatever. But at the same time, I've noticed before manifestation was a trend that if you dream about something and you really want it and you really, really work hard, then it can actually happen. <laughs> I, I was wondering whether you were going to use that word, but you're right. It's, it's, if we take manifesting out of it, it's dreaming and then focusing. Yeah. That combination is, is it's like, you know, it, we can try and make it into something other than what it is, but it's having an idea and trying to point towards it, I, I suppose. Yeah, and I, and I think that you can call it wherever you want, it, you know, in your life to make it feel accessible. It doesn't necessarily matter. Mm. 
how we frame like the, the ways that we are in the world or what we want to do. Um, but I have definitely found this this kind of almost inexplicable um, motivation when it's the right thing. So the more I write, the more I spend time with writers, the more I travel in like, the literary worlds, the more I feel kind of like elevated as a woman in the world who doesn't have as much imposter syndrome as I once might have or as a woman who's done a lot of therapy and feels a bit calmer and understands my feelings a bit more, or um, as a woman that has kind of tried or actively tries to shape the fact that I didn't go to university and study language or words, um, it doesn't mean that I can't be who I want to be, and it doesn't mean I can't write, you know? And, and, that, and it, it, all, it feels better and better, like, inside um, when I sort of put it into a context of of motivation and dreaming in a way yeah I love that I love that kind of when you begin to feel that you're becoming becoming or doing the thing that that is right for you and you, you might not kind of be fully in that place yet but you can you can feel that that things are moving there definitely it's a lovely feeling I feel lucky do you think that that is grown up do you think that's I always wonder whether that's kind of wisdom or like someone said to me so I've just turned 40 and they said that you will realize that the inklings of instincts you had in your 30s will mature into wisdom in your 40s and I was just like ah yes give it to me (laughs) I want that wisdom yeah I want to have wisdom that's really badass isn't it because I think I think wisdom is when you can own the things that you know and know them to to have value maybe yes I I think that that's lovely and I think what an amazing thing for us all to try and achieve as we grow I, I I get a bit fearful of the term growing up <laughs> um, well I think that it puts quite a lot of pressure on um to feel like you've got to a particular point and then that's it um mm. and I do honestly feel like I'm always growing I do feel like a grown-up don't get me wrong I feel like an adult I feel like a woman and I feel happy to to take on those roles but in terms of the discourse um, I'm not sure if there's ever a bit where I feel like I've like, oh yeah, I get it. Like I've grown up. I feel mm. like I'm always like growing sideways or <laughs> like in a zigzag or trying to sort of fathom it, it all, but very embraces of the growth side of it. Like I really need mm. that to be part of it because I don't feel like I will ever necessarily get to a point where it's all wisdom, let's say. <laughs> you know, like I think no. I hope that I hope that some of it crystallizes into wisdom, but I also kind of hope that I I I I stay on my toes and that like I can be agile and open. Yeah, you're so right that it's about owning that wisdom, but with the youthfulness, youth we tend to talk about yeah growth and experimentation and yeah that sucking in of of new things and I guess we we, uh, the ideal life is one where you can hold both those things together I think so Um, and it's all about balance like balance comes back to me all the time when I'm really overthinking which I do often and I'm like oh it's just a balance and I also I I haven't gone down like a, a conventional path like a lot of my friends have babies a lot of my friends are married um and I haven't done those things and it I'm now 37, so it sometimes feels mm. slightly alien to me sometimes to kind of consider myself in this, like, quote-unquote grown-up position when sometimes I think societally, if you are living in the way that I am or have, I think it's taken me, like, a bit longer. Mm. <laughs> like, I think it's taken me a while. For various reasons, I think it's only now do I think, all right, you know, like, yeah, all right. Okay. Like, this is what the inhabitants of being a grown-up might look like, but I don't want to stop the growing side because it wouldn't have taken me in all of the 
directions it has mm. and it's been it's been pretty magical like I'm very thankful for a lot of the experiences the thing is for me being grown up is having the confidence to do what is right for me and works for me that that is kind of the best side of of growing up and and you know like all of us 20s are often you feel like a passenger in your life and you're doing the things that you're absorbed by and yeah being a grown-up it is coming to that point maybe yeah yeah I'm up for it I'm up for it I just I I just don't know if it if it ever gets to the point where it 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 all feels I don't know who knows I don't know we don't know we don't know I'm excited I'm like I, I really like I like the exploration I'm, I'm into it and I am a grown-up I like I feel very much like a like a woman who knows myself but um yeah it, it's 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 quite scary the amount of pressure we put on ourselves for, for what that's supposed to look like no I agree I agree and and when when you yeah and uh, to be honest I think whether you end up in the in the very cookie cutter version of what grown up looks like, or you sit outside of that, both can be as difficult to sit in for whatever reasons. So, yeah, yeah. There because is at no the same time, I sometimes think that actually that one of the hardest things that you can do for yourself. This is in contrast to what I was saying, is to be terrified of change or the idea of getting older, and consistently trying to kind of claw back this idea of of the past or your youthful more kind of innocent or naive self and that doesn't necessarily work either I think running away from growing up is 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 potentially detrimental so it's not as though I I don't think we should embrace these conversations I just think it all comes down to balance do you know what, as you're talking, this is a completely aside, but, you know, I know I'm a grown-up because I know that I used to go to festivals with, like, <laughs> no food, a sleeping bag, and, I mean, I didn't I assume a toothbrush. And now I, <laughs> I couldn't do that. So if that's what being a grown-up is like. I know. I don't I'm... know how we did it. I, I always look at youth as being robust. I think I was so robust. Like, I think I could just ricochet like from place to place filled with optimism like trust everyone around me particularly if they were slightly zany I just think that that's the most coolest thing ever um where like whatever I want even if I look like a clown and just embrace like being this curious young like weird American apparel clad like (laughs) that needs to be fed young woman in the world you know I just like it it's, it it does it makes me sometimes a bit like whoa but yeah I feel very different to, to, to that like you know your mate I would have been your mate that I would have met at the festival and been in the same situation I don't know how we did it but we did <laughs> Like no planning, like no consideration of like, would I be warm? Would I be dry? Where will we get food from? It's amazing. The optimism is so beautiful. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And we were all right, you know, we're here, aren't we? But it's on a hope and a prayer for sure. Yeah. And 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 not really caring, I guess, about all the all the uh, the bits that could go wrong. So I'm here to talk (laughs) to you about friendship. And I guess maybe before that, like. Can you describe your first memories of friendship, maybe your first friend and, and what that was like? Oh, I love friends. I think friends are probably <laughs> maybe one of the most important things to me in my life. And the concept of friendship and the way it consistently changes. I love it. I love it all. And I think my first memory of a mate was my best friend, Chanel. He used to live down the road to me on the same road when I was growing up in South London. So I went to primary school, those kind of years, like those child years I was living in South London before we moved. And um, yeah, our parents used to hang out and we just used to spend hours dreaming, like dreaming about, (laughs) we used to dream about being some kind of famous pop stars, really, I think. Um... So we would watch Top of the Pops avidly. We went to ballet class twice a week so that we could be backing dancers if we needed to be. And um, 
bizarrely enough, I think I my radio career was written in the stars because we would use her intercom phone in her flat to make radio shows so we would broadcast live to whoever would be walking by. <laughs> <laughs> How old would you have been? It. Like six? Or you, like, yeah, older than yeah. That? <laughs> like around six years old. <laughs> I mean, so gorgeous. It was lovely. We had a lot of fun and, uh, and I thought, yeah, I think, um, I think friendship is, is key especially for me I, I I've had like quite uh like a comp I had a complicated childhood in the sense that we moved uh, my mum was a single parent like there was all sorts of stuff um and I think that I'm really am all right and, and that's because of friendship yeah do you think female friendship particularly or do you think it's both ways? I think it's probably both, but I think female friendship has a particular flavour and something that I cherish mm. like, very much in my heart. So I've got two boys and a girl. So my boys are um, nine and seven and then my youngest, my daughter's just started school and she's got her first best friend. And my husband's like, She's obsessed with her. I mean, is this normal? I was like, yep. When <laughs> girls go, this is like the boys have always talked about their mates, but like it, it is. She's fallen in love with her. And yeah. I just remember that, that feeling of just finding your pal and loving each other so much. And exactly like where you're at, they go around, they do fancy dress and they play elaborate games that no one else understands. And they just want to be together all the time. And yeah, I've got very, very important men in my life outside of my romantic relationships. But I've got girlfriends I posted last night about how it does become this unconditional love, I think. Yeah, I find that very moving because I think unconditional love is so powerful for us learning how to feel safe, discover joy be our true selves I think it really comes out of a sense of understanding unconditional love so that means Mm. giving it and receiving it and um I do think women are bloody good at that (laughs) I think that we really have a huge capacity for love and I think that over the past few years like we've developed this potential skill that is for better and for worse in the sense that I think we scrutinise a lot and I think with the amount of information that we have and the conversations, it's sometimes really the ones that need to be had. We are really analysing like how we go about things, including relationships. Mm. But there is something kind of almost so poetically rich about unconditional love that I think that we have we have anyway, and you can't always explain it. Like I, I mm. it, it encompasses so much. It encompasses that like real tenacious fun, you know, when you're like roaring in laughter, or that revelry of being on a dance floor with your favorite people, where anything goes, you're just shaking it out. Like what, what any worries or stresses is just it's they it get they get shoot up to the sky with your kind of energy and. It, it happens when you might be talking about the hardest thing or a grief and you can still look in each other's eyes and make each other laugh. Um, it happens in forgiveness when someone's really pissed you off or you don't understand why they're acting in a certain way and it's becoming hurtful. It happens in so many ways, in times of crisis, but also in times of serious love display, like like the dancing, you know, example. And I, I think that unconditional love is so, 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 so powerful. Mm. It can't even really, there's no guidebook. There's no Instagram hashtag. Not really. There's a, there's a few poems, I can think of good poems, but in terms of like what unconditional love is in terms of the types of love I think women have it in spades and I think it's it's a really it's a really special kind of force of nature and I'm so thankful for it 
Mm. I think I'm trying to yeah scrabble around for some words or thoughts. It's that idea of the people that you know that you'll stand beside no matter what. And yeah, it is. And I'm wondering if there's a kind of formula or or what leads those things. A lot of for my for me with my if my friends I put in that category it has been time. And you know we have evolved into different versions of ourselves and still have enough that draws us together. But you, yeah, I wonder what what who ends up slotting into that category. I don't know. I don't know whether there is a formula. I don't know whether we can work that out. I don't know. I think it's a chemistry. It's like a feeling. And time, yeah. time is brilliant. Time is amazing. Um, yeah. So that those who stand the test of time, or perhaps, you know, you stay connected to through rockier patches, whether it's just, you know, spending less time together physically, mm-hmm. but that they're still there. I find it really, I find it really amazing. Like a, like a friend of mine um, just WhatsApp me the other day. She's kind of gone off radar. I hadn't spoken to her for ages. We're not even like best, best friends or anything, but we have a connection. And she messaged me a picture of her baby she hadn't told anyone she was having a baby um she's very private and just the most beautiful baby just popped up saying I've been off radar because I've been doing this (laughs) (laughs) had a bit of a project on the go (laughs) and it was just so amazing it just it came just at the right moment I felt just so kind of like in a space of love and um like admiration and joy for like new life they're just I mean that's just like magical stuff like when does that how did that woman know on that particular moment that I needed to see something really joyful Uh, and that was it yeah but there's something uncomplicated about that as well isn't there because as you said you you haven't might not have been in touch that much and I think we're in a time and in our lives and in the way the world is where we're co- we, I feel very indebted to a lot of things all the time you know my to-do list my inbox the internet and then if you can have friendship and you know family becomes complicated in that sense doesn't it um but you can have friendships where I don't f- ever feel like the people I'm talking about owe me anything and and vice versa and therefore you can go with such freedom for one another it's I I, I you you have my you have met I have your back but I'm sorry if I can't always be there maybe I think freedom is another really amazing part of what we're discussing I see freedom as a really amazing thing to inhabit um in a really noisy world and friendship is intrinsically linked and related to a true sense of freedom I think Mm. yeah I agree with you completely like the obligatory side of things yeah it's just exhausting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sometimes like completely necessary to sort of continue a a life (laughs) but at the same time friendship shouldn't feel like an obligation I would hate the idea of somebody feeling obliged to you know offer any kind of friendship to me mm-hmm. there's a real actually one of the very few things that was good that came out of the pandemic is it it, it really laser focused because when we had nothing it laser focused to people that I could show up for and it, it is you know it is probably on two hands and actually anyone who I feel I should see at, you know rather than I want to see you really there's occasions when you need to push yourself, but really that that is a waste of energy that really should be put on the people that d- deserve all of my attention and my and my love. And yeah, I've got to hate the thought of anyone ever feeling obligated to see me. Anyone listening to that who doesn't want to come for a coffee with me, don't come. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a well, bad energy just to, to with. a new place. So again, it's, it's really interesting, like friendship and how it changes because. Um, when you're an adult like you do have your established peeps and then if you take yourself somewhere new you are sort of starting again but you're starting like a bit older and wiser and maybe a bit more stuck in our ways and I can identify with that like I've made 
two really big moves in my adult life from out of the city in London down to the southeast coast for six years, made loads of new friends, really like saw it from a different perspective in terms of community. I realized that when mm. you're somewhere that you're not anonymous and it's small, that community is slightly different to like best friendship. Um, mm. That you can have really good mate, you can make new really good friends, but then also you can be in community with people. And I don't think I mm. had experienced that living in London I had like a really good rabble of of mates great mates and then I moved and it became different and now I've moved again and I'm like I'm here navigating it with a new partner who's also moved from somewhere different and um it just all becomes different again which I like but it's it's weird and it's 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 interesting that community thing is so fascinating because actually when you said, oh, yeah, you can move and I do know I do have to make the effort to go to for coffee with people. But again, I think the people that I'm meeting here are at a certain point in their life. They've all got their rebel too. And you kind of, it's about showing up. Yeah, in community, it's such a fascinating concept that, you know, my 20-year-old self, I was very, nav- I would navigate towards people who I've, thought were represented a certain thing and were cool and interesting and now I'm just like you know what we can have I can have a coffee with you and we can be quite different and have different lives and I'm quite enjoying the chat and we don't have to become bezies and that's actually really lovely yeah I think difference is great as well I like to be challenged and I like conversation and I like that humanness of being human and I think being in community and really trying to etch out what that what that meant for me, rather than to feel claustrophobic or, mm-hmm. or, or overwhelmed by it, it became something really cool because I realised, like you say, like you don't have to be besies with everybody, which is something that I think I've always tried to do as well. Like I've always been a bit of a people pleaser before that. And... it's something to do with like difference of opinions or different lifestyle or whatever I realized that even if I didn't agree with somebody like for example you see them at a party have a conversation and you have some sort of debate this is just like an example Mm -hmm. I I knew I I had to, to respond differently to ever because there's not really any space for judgment really as much I could like I I knew that if if I didn't agree with something or someone or whatever then I'm gonna see them every day (laughs) mark eight was small so it makes you like dig into your kind of just humanity and chill a bit more bit like well Mm. there's not really room for judgment because we all really live really really close and it's probably best to learn how to just smile say hello ask how someone is and mean it and then see who the people end up like who are who you know who the people that are actually your people they all come into fruition Mm. at the right time but in some ways it's like dropping judgment and dropping like overthought like does that person really, really like me? Do they agree with me? Do I look that cool enough? Have I gone to the right party? Blah, 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 blah. Whatever it might be. I just, you have mm. to just drop, like, in some ways, like, quite naive. Like, yeah, I had, it, it just it wasn't, it didn't really matter about, like, the who's who. It's like, every you're around everybody. Yeah, and I wonder whether the idea of community is that you're then focused very specifically in the example you're talking about, about an area and investing in that space. It's, the example I can think is with schools. It's like you you might not, we, look, we don't all have to be friends, but at this moment, our, the thing that brings us together is a school or a town. And so that becomes the, the guiding thing. Whereas with true friendships, it's about your values and you know your heart I suppose and your soul and it's trying to understand the relationships can sit in different places I suppose definitely and I think it's really healthy it's been really healthy for me to work out the difference but at the same time to open up you know arms outstretched to the idea that living in community and in commune with other people is, is as important to me as many other things perhaps including 
particularly expired friendships you know like friendships mm. that don't necessarily nourish you anymore I think community is yeah it's a relationship that I I really respect like my relationship with the idea of community and building that with with a sense of humility which is different to nurturing friendship I think I think it's very different so you mentioned expired friendships have you got friend have you had friendship breaks breakups have you consciously moved out of certain friendships can you describe that experience not very good at doing that (laughs) working on it um I definitely have done it in terms of like I think some of my friendships have really changed shape um and that's really okay I really don't mind about that necessarily I miss people Mm -hmm. sometimes like I like or I miss particular periods of life but I don't let it become too heavy or a definition because I I feel really lucky that often when I look around me there's like newer relationships to be had or like I don't I don't know but I in terms of expired friendships there's not many people that I wouldn't be there for, I don't think. But do I speak to some of the people every day or go to the pub with them every weekend? Like we all used to. I used to have a massive gang. We lived like five minutes from each other. We were all in our 20s. We had an absolute riot. We we were just this squad that would just be arm in arm, giggling and causing mischief and looking after each other, propping each other up and trying our hardest to understand what life was. But we were doing it very much in a crew of people. Mm. Um, so I, I don't, none of those figures in my life aren't, aren't important to me anymore. But we definitely don't have the time mm. or the like, geography isn't on our side to be able to do that. But I don't see it as exploration. I see it as like change. Um, I, I, there, to be honest, I'm really thinking about it now. Are there people that I like have had friend breakups with? There kind of isn't, which I don't know if that's that healthy. <laughs> In the sense that are there some people that I don't talk to as much, or I've had like a summer of love with a certain like oh yeah crew, but um, but I I have I haven't. I think I've spent my life being such a hopeless romantic. Oh, about your friends. Well, about my friends and also like the romantic relationships that I've had. That whenever there's been energy towards like, okay, I really need to cut this person off or I need to expire this situation. It's mm. usually been with like a former lover mm. rather than with like a, a friend. So I've never, I don't think, I can't think of any. There's definitely people that I speak less to, but I can't think mm. of anybody that I've had like a conscious friend break up with. I feel like I've let nature do its thing and just let it just like fizzle out a little bit. But in terms of like, right, I'm getting rid of this person's number. Like we're going to have a conversation about not talking to each other anymore, etc. It's nearly always been for a romantic situation. Yeah, I think actually that's a really important thing um about letting letting time or nature whatever you want to call it do its thing because usually there's a it's a bit of a cliche but people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and when you do have those summers of love yeah and you're so oh you kind of can grapple to make them last into winter and actually you have to go that was for that time and yeah it's sometimes I remember like meeting holiday friends when you get home (laughs) and it's not the same it's the same yeah. as trying to eat, eat a holiday food when you get home it's like, true oh. it's an environment thing like where are you at where are they at where are you I had an amazing summer with two women who just became like my crew for maybe two amazing summers when I was living in Margate we were all single at the same time and we just used to look after each other. We used to swim in the morning, go to yoga, like get ready together, go out like to whatever it was, like plan together, walk home together. And it was 
this real sense of kind of protection and support and fun and it it was so right for that those moments because we needed and loved each other and we we talk about it now because we're all like separate and a couple of us have got into newer relationships and we feel really different and we talk about that in quite um a mature way it's like we're we're really at different stages and yeah that's a I think that's is really important but I guess it's for the people that potentially when they feel like they're left behind or there's a great quote I can't remember it about allowing people to go and if they're meant to come back into your life they will and I have had that happen you know and and you can again especially in the when people start having babies you can have years when you all feel out of sync with each other and then suddenly you come out the other side and you're like oh yeah hello we're back to where we were and, it, and it's yeah it's comes back to that freedom thing I suppose of of trusting that you can go and be your own people do your own things and if if your friendship is meant to stand the test of time it will yeah absolutely and I, I think as well like learning to be a friend to yourself it's just like so powerful <sighs> we can't like rely on like everyone we love to to completely help us, you know, get through things all the time and stuff. Mm. I think I spent three months like on my own during the first lockdown. And it was it was it was actually transform like it it was transformative. I found it really quite profoundly amazing in the end. Don't there was some real moments of fear and loneliness, but at the same time, I really learned like what I needed. Without having to think about like other uh, like other people around me, like what they needed. I mean, I definitely checked in with people. I was connecting with people. I was writing mm-hmm. to people. I was doing like my therapy on Zoom. I was doing loads of yoga. Like, but I really, really just realised like loads of things about myself without like the sort of stimulus you get from other people. Um. And I think I learned how to actually like be like, like myself. Enjoy your own company. Yeah, and like what I need, like what I, over a course of a day when you get to completely choose, like there's only, for me, there was only so long I could feel sorry for myself. I actually ended up really wanting to create um, swimming in the sea on my own and just like doing things that just were kind of fundamental to my well-being and um it's because it was just me myself and I like my own company Mm. and that's a real transition because that that, like pack that you're talking about in your 20s yeah which is such a golden era and you don't really know it but of course well it's unusual that you'd be able to exist like that forever and it, it and there can be a sadness that I remember there's a point with my best friends and we we spent every waking hour together we knew it, the ins and outs of each other's life like every single thought that came into my head I'd regurgitated to them or you know it's all shared experience and then there's a real transition in your friendships where yeah a lot of you don't know every moment anymore and yeah it's it's really important to learn to be to be a friend to yourself but that it's surprisingly hard I think yeah, I feel like it comes with like a wave of grieving something. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like the process becomes something quite beautiful. I, I really I really feel that because I experienced it. I don't know if I'd be able to say that unless I hadn't gone through those mm. three months. And I don't think I would have been saying at the beginning of those three months. But so, it, it felt really like a journey and that was coming through the other side towards the end I really felt it I really felt a transition and a shift of knowing who I am what I need um uh and yeah it was it was really quite amazing and I still felt so connected I I didn't feel completely Mm -hmm. alone like I felt like I wanted to communicate with people in a specific way and I wanted to and I was thinking about people a lot like I really Mm really it was crystallizing like love like with the time to think about it there was people that I really know that I have unconditional love for 
Um, and exactly so many that. of those people were my friends. So many. Uh, of so, them. yeah, when all the when all that else is shut down, quite literally. I mean, it's mm. unbelievable when we think about it. Um, yeah, who are the people that knock about your thoughts when? Yeah, when the partying and the yeah the fun times and the yeah whatever else. It, yeah, that that is unconditional love. What a kind of bizarrely magic thing to go through. It was really bizarre and it really was magic. I'm really grateful that it was magic because I didn't know what it would be. But I chose to do it. I wanted mm. to go and be on my own. I, in my mind, I kept saying, oh, I'm writing, so it's justified that I'm going to write. But I didn't actually do any writing, really. I started a Patreon page, which was great, because I was like writing instantaneously, but I wasn't writing my book. I started my own independent radio show. So I was still talking to people. I was still making. I really wanted to connect with people. I was gutted because I had loads of cover that I was doing on Six Music cancelled because I couldn't get into the studio. And I was pretty (sighs) pissed off about that, to be honest. So I felt like of all the skills that I've honed, I actually think I'm probably somebody like that should be on radio right now. Because I really appreciate the power of music and conversation in these lonely times. So I just started my own radio show. <laughs> it was called Night Waves and it was every Wednesday night. And I just, I interviewed amazing people and spoke to people all around the world and played tunes. And yeah, like it was my kind of love letter to, to living and all of us like riding the waves. And um it was amazing. It, the whole thing was really, like you say, bizarre and magic. I'd also lost a friend in February, um, which was just like really shit, really, really shit, and really confusing and hard and tough and scary. And um, I needed time to myself to try and that actually like work out like how to be after that I think Mm. or like how to sort of relearn like how to function when you just when life does that thing where it literally like punches you in the face you know and you're like okay great well now what like I'm pretty swollen um and under the circumstances of how I lost her, or how we lost her, so many people. Yeah, it was very complicated, and very sad. So being on my own, that it, it was just kind of necessary. But for, but at the same time, like friends, friends were so there. Like like I was thinking about them. I was writing to them. I I, I was like there was support and there was friendship but I was essentially alone. I was running like every two or three days with a really good old friend called SJ. And that was amazing. We just spend like our hours exercise running at distance and shouting at each other. (laughs) And I'm not a runner. I just got into it just so I could have a conversation every couple of days. (laughs) And then ended up getting really healthy. but yeah, very, very, very interesting times and pivotal because my whole life changed after that. Like I met the love of my life. I moved to Scotland and I have like di- a, a point of difference on some of the things that I thought before. I feel, I feel differently. So I'm wondering is your, it must, well, there's a lot of strange things around that time for all the reasons, but that kind of grief that you felt about the loss of your friend in other circumstances, you probably would have come very, become physically very close to your rest of your friendship group, and you didn't have that opportunity. And I, that's a very unusual grieving process to grieve, a so much on your own, but you've got this simultaneous thing where you've got a very public grieving as well. Yeah. So you're, that must have been an unbelievably strange experience. Yeah, it was so strange. It's so hard to put into words, but at the same time, it was a like a proper journey, like three months. Grieving along with the world for different reasons. I didn't know what I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I knew to just 
just keep on keeping on and also to reach out if I needed to and I think we can be connected without necessarily being in the same physical space I actually think it's possible because those mm. like, there were so many moments like a friend sent me a book which is like really a beautiful collection of love letters and at that particular time like it was just it was it was like biblical thing to receive you know you just mm. like read it and cried and felt that unconditional love from from her sending it to me and I know there was all these like really amazing moments of connection and care and but with the kind of with also potentially like the sort of the safety of some distance, you know, whether that's like mm. a COVID situation or, or even if I think, you know, like if we were all together, like all the time, we probably would have been drinking loads through it, you know, like trying to hash out our feelings in a destructive way. I don't know. I don't know if that would have mm. happened, but it's just literally when you're on your own, you're sort of forced to like look after yourself in a way. Um, and, and I, it, it was bizarre it was sad, but it wasn't all sad. It was mm. like it was it it was actually very special. So it's really hard to put into words. I found I found as time's gone on, it harder and harder to talk about. I was like almost yeah. in this kind of euphoria like last year because I'd been all right in the end. But so I could talk about it in a particular way, but I, I, I don't feel quite so euphoric now. I feel a bit more like, wow, that was like major. <laughs> like, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> like running around, like at, I was at the sea, just like running at the sea. Like the sea became my friend. Like, honestly, I know mm-hmm. this sounds so sort of over the top, I but I would be shouting at it and then I'd run in and just like scream it out. I'd watch the sunset every night and I watched um, a film on movie, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And it kind of set this really cerebral, kind of beautiful, slow tone to the what was ahead of me. I just thought patience is going to be really helpful mm. here um, because nothing's going to happen quickly. And I'm going to have to really get used to my own company. I cannot block it out. We can't block this this shit out. Yeah, I have to. I'm going to have to try and like work through it. They, and boy, what sunsets they are! They are unbelievable in my. Oh my um, god! Aren't they? It's all these things. It's like it's really easy to eye roll these yeah. these sort of theatrical things, but. Like a sunset can heal you. Like the sea, the sea can become your mate. It definitely was almost like a boyfriend to me for a while. At one point, that because uh, I would just be like, "Hi, sea." <laughs> um, there's so many things like a, a, a book, sending a book or a letter to somebody that you love. There's just these kind of simple things about life that are profound. Mm. And on the notion of friendship and and fr- friends that and that have have passed away, it, it's profound. I think how much those friendships. I've got notable friends who died young, who I still feel like I'm friends with them. Which of course you are, but I I'm. I was going to ask you whether you felt like you were in dialogue with them during that time when you were alone, or is that an absolutely nuts thing to say? No, I definitely felt like a presence of. Because I was thinking about her so much. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're yeah, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt really, like, sorry. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I just, but at the same time, like, that particular friend was such a tenacious spirit who was always laughing. And um, that really helped. So if there was anything mm. that I would cling on to, it would be like this kind of almost this laughter at me for being so over the top. You know, yeah. like I had to scream at the sea. I can really imagine her being like, oh, calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> barely laughing at you being absolutely Yeah, nuts. just like, oh, my God. We all know you went to drama school, Jim. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, 
I, yeah, I definitely feel my friends that have passed. Um, I, yeah, I, I really, I love, I love my friends. I really, really do. And I don't mind that friendships change. I obviously am so sorry for loss, but in terms of like us here still like grappling on, I, I have so much respect and pride like for my mates. I know. I know. I mean, it's a real cliche, but I've really got to have it where I just tell my friends how much I love them all the fucking time now because the older you get, the more grateful you are for the people who are important to you, who are on this ride with you because your life is the sum of the people that you've loved and the people that have loved you back, really. So... Definitely. I can't take them for granted. I feel really proud of it as well. I think, like, I'm like, oh, wow, like, some of my friends are so amazing. <laughs> like, so beautiful, so cool, you know, so so loved by others or so intelligent, whatever it might be, because people have different qualities and you get different things from different people. But I'm just like, oh, my goodness, if, you know, if there's anything that I, I can be so outwardly proud of in my life, of, like, because there's there's plenty of things that I'm like oh god but but in terms of like the galvanizing and the 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 solidarity and the, the moment of feeling really good it often comes down to being like if if I can be friends of the, you know this amazing person then I must be all right because <laughs> they're so great <laughs> I'm sure they feel like that in reverse as well. That's I hope so. That would be an honour because <laughs> so. these, these peeps are, they're pretty damn great. I know. I so feel you. I've, I've got friends who are in like challenging times in their relationships and I just look at these women and I just think, Do they, does that person not know how lucky they are to have this, the, the love of this woman? Yeah. Just, I honestly think women are extraordinary. The layers, the like, the multitudes, and the capacity for like an endless and unconditional love, I think, is just it's precious, and we should be very aware and celebratory of it. I think so too, and I'm really glad actually in having this conversation with you. I've been really sitting with my thoughts about it for the last week or so and and it's a really important thing to remember because your ride or die friends come along with you for the journey and you get so used to them being part of your life that you can forget to realize what an asset they are and um, Mm. I really have taken that on board and that idea that you can actually just splurge to your mates like my like my core group like there is I mean I've got different at universe, I've got a universe of friendships, but there is a group of women that I just adore in that unconditional way and have known me for a really long time. They know the good, the bad, the ugly, the everything. And it, I can just be like, well, God, yeah, this has gone on in my family or, you know, this thing's happened. And it could be something that's so personal that I don't always feel comfortable bringing up like out, outside of certain people. But they mm. know you, so they get it, or they at least listen. And it is so true that being able to talk about the most like personal, uh, your, your actual secrets, it, it feels really refreshing. It comes back into that freedom. It's like being free again. Mm. That is it. God love these women. We're lucky. Yes, I love every single one of them. They know who they are, even though I'm so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know I feel compelled to literally just tell them because I'm that kind of needy friend. Um, Two questions. Where can people find you? Oh, um, in all the usual spaces. Um, (laughs) I'm not not doing a regular radio show at the moment, but I still do a lot of covering on Six, so I pop up there quite a bit on Six Music. I'm on Instagram, Gem again, me again, (laughs) literally Gem again, Um, half both my names on Twitter, Gem Ken, there's all sorts of things in the pipeline, I'm very excited about my book, my book's kind of poignant to this conversation, it's called The Immortal Sisterhood and it comes out next summer and it's about the connection of women throughout the history of time. So I've made a lot of new friends that are, uh, some of them of which are in the spirit world, um, whilst writing this. 
Um, yeah, it's about 12 women that I think that I have a connection to and that really the kind of bigger point is that I think that we are all connected um, regardless of kind of where we're at in history. Um, yeah, I'm about just being me. Just She's around yeah. You'll find her. Just put her name in. She, she'll come up. And then my last question is always, if you could have an honest conversation with one person, who would it be and what would you say? Whoa. A whopper of a, a, of a finale. <clears throat> Being an interviewer by trade sometimes, I feel really lucky that I've had maybe like some of those conversations. Mm. Like my favourite interview ever, which I always go on about because it was pivotal, was... was interviewing Grace Jones wow and it was pretty cool and pretty honest and it's documented you can find it on the iPlayer um but that was a great convo um it might be someone it might be a baddie oh so I can just be like wagwan (laughs) why why are you messing up the world like this? Mm. <laughs> there's a few, there's a fair few candidates for that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, everyone, like, I'll just put the blank space and everyone can fill in whoever they want with that. But I just, um, kind of like, I'm really exhausted by certain characters by the world. In, in this world. And I would just genuinely like to be like, what's going on? Mm. Maybe you just need to go and have some therapy. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Like when you think about the actual real humans doing actual terrible things to the world. It's like, like when all said and done, when you're brushing your teeth, what is going through your head? Because, uh, yeah. I wonder who their friends are as well. <laughs> Probably haven't got any. I know. I know. Because friendship is really kind of helpful in terms of expanding like your mind but it just makes I'm just feel really tired because I don't get it there's so much there's so many great things and I don't know why there's this consistent bombardment of the opposite I know I mean it does feel really like we're living in an alternative reality and you again you're always oh, this just a coming of age thing you're like no this is absolutely bonkers mm. but I really I try not to focus too much on it I try because it does make me feel low. And I think mm. actually there are so many beautiful things happening too. And so many good people and so much like just like great progressive portals <laughs> um, of positive change, like if you're seeking it. So I feel very excited about like the, the counterbalance to a lot of the loud shit yeah I think you're right you, you have to you have to focus on that otherwise you lose your mind don't you? mm. oh well thank you for a really beautiful conversation that is going to make my brain like buzz for the rest of the afternoon I'm going to have to go for a long walk thank you, to try and thank you so much it's been really really gorgeous and um I'm very excited for this book I think it's the timing will be impeccable for where I feel like the collective energy will be Thank you. That feels really good for you to say because yeah. I'm starting to get more and more excited about parting with it, you know, and sharing it. Sending it off. It's been an amazing experience getting to know these 12 women and really thinking about how I would like to write about them. Um, yeah, they're extraordinary. I think we are extraordinary. And I, I'm, I'm really happy to, to talk about that like for 2023. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good place to sit in amongst the chaos of the world. Oh, well, that was one of those conversations that, as I said, is going to stay with me for a while. It felt like it really tied together a load of things for me that I think I think you know, but can easily just become something that is implicit and not brought to the surface, that the freedom that comes with great friendships is something that really does end up anchoring your life and and for me my friendships help me be who I am and not because I need to be like them I think that it was the failings of some of my friendships when I was younger I was trying to be like other people but my best friends make me feel like the most me version of me 
and I hope that they feel the same and that we can just show up as ourselves now and always um yeah they're a gift and I love them dearly and I I really value that hour of Gemma's time because she really came and gave me some amazing food for thought I can't wait to read her book and thank you very much for listening that is another episode of but why done I'm always keen to hear from you either at but why podcast on Instagram or but why at Clemmy Telford on email I am now going to do something extremely unpoetic I'm going to go to the dump it's a thing random things to do on a weekday afternoon but there's a lot of stuff that needs to go and let's be honest we do all secretly like going to the dump the local one is a particularly good one so that's what i'm doing thank you very much and catch you next time bye